Hi, I'm Kay. And I'm Jay. And we give you the Fuck My Work Life podcast. The weekly podcast where we read your workplace stories to you. Hilarious mishaps. I lost my balance and grabbed the only thing I could to steady myself. I grabbed the teetering stack of about eight sheets of drywall. I hit all of my knees and elbows on the way down. (laughs) All of them. them. (laughs) Brushes with the law. Before I knew it, there were armed policemen everywhere. Hell yeah. (laughs) No dead bodies or crazy exciting car chases. Sorry, but here it goes. (laughs) Workplace shenanigans. Carl and Ted had super glued all Bob's pencils and pens to his desk. (laughs) Proudly, I never screamed or made a sound, which was the bartender's plan the whole time. Awkward encounters. As he's wandering around the party girl section of a clothing store. Full disclosure, I smoked a lot of weed at that time. (laughs) Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at FMWLPOD. That's FMWLPOD. Email your stories to FMWLPOD at gmail.com. That's FMWLPOD at gmail.com. Find us on your favorite podcast app by searching F asterisk asterisk K, my work life. We look forward to hearing from you. Hi guys, on this show we'll be looking at Cook, Smith, Kane, Giant, Wright, Elwes, Savage and Falk. On this episode we'll be looking at 1987's The Princess Bride. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of 100 Things We Learned From Film. I'm one of your hosts and my name's Mark Plant. Hi guys, and I'm the cool one, I'm John Watson. You are so cool, smoking out the back in your leather jacket, (laughs) going, hey! Hey, it's it's environmentally friendly, it's PVC. (laughs) Plastic very very cheap. (laughs) I just imagine you in one of those National Coal Board donkey jackets that my old man used to wear. Couldn't even afford one of them. (laughs) Uh, By the way, listeners, if anybody knows where I can get one of those, I will pay good top dollar for a a vintage National Coal Board donkey jacket. They're cracking to look at it with the the, the shoulder pads. Yeah, they're awesome. I would cut around town in that like a fucking prick you would be, be the belly of the ball uh, we are the podcast <laughs> as you already know by now that uh, takes a film different one every week and tries to find 100 things that we have learned from the subject podcast uh, this is week one of our listener request month uh, we aren't going to tell you what film is coming up uh, we have a little message from a listener who will tell you what the film is. Exciting. Hi, Mark and John. This is Gavin, the other, some say better half of the Be There With Belson podcast. I was going to suggest the film Love Me If You Dare. It's one that I've consistently failed to get Dan to watch. But as it's in French, I thought, how about we go with an absolute classic instead and say The Princess Bride. With the cast that's there, I'm sure you get well over 100 facts out of that. Anyway... Keep up the good work, boys. Thanks very much for that. Gav from Be There With Belson podcast. That's right, John. This week we are talking about The Princess Bride. Oh, back in the good old days, 1987, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, when you were only 30. Amazing. Jesus, I know. Back, back. <laughs> <laughs> back, back in the day when I lost my national insurance card. <laughs> Uh, John, uh, what else came out in 1987? There's an absolute plethora here. So, Empire of the Sun, classic. Predator, The Untouchables, Full Metal Jacket. Uh, Oh, God, there's so many. There's so many. Uh, Lethal Weapon, Jesus. We need to do a 1987 month. We really, well, we say that. We've done Robocop, Robocop, uh, Lost Boys, and... Evil Dead 2. Okay. Oh, the, the best of the Evil Dead movies, the best, in my opinion. The, be, the, yeah. the, the reboot yeah, of the original. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, we watched the, uh, the the remake of the original the other day. You know, the, the, the recent Evil Dead movie. 
Yeah, the one it's with the really the... good. I, I'd not seen that since the cinema. That's such a good movie. They've done. They, yeah, they mix it up and make it kind of modernish. The yeah. same. The, pra- the practical effects in it are good, mm. especially when the bit we Ash cutting his arm off. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was really, really yeah, good. That was I totally good. enjoyed it. Yeah, that yeah. that was brilliant. Although I've seen 127 hours, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it certainly does not. No, no. <laughs> uh, would you like John to talk about the movie? The Princess Bride. Yeah, I would love to talk about that movie. Okay. Let's get involved. <laughs> would you? Would you like to talk about that movie? <laughs> I know you love it because you kept saying, "I've watched it again." It's love. Well, I've loved it. watched it twice. You're right. Um, <laughs> so we open with this baseball game on the TV. Uh, it, the game itself is a game called Hardball. 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 Uh, C64, Hardball. it was released in 1985, sold 500,000 units by 1989, and was later, 1991, released on the Sega Genesis. Nah, and you're stealing my facts. As soon as I seen that, I was like, <laughs> i got to know what that game is. Do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, the music. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Um, that is Take Me Out to the Ball Game, a 1908 Tin Pan Alley song by Jack Norworth and Albert Von Tizer. No, he is not what? the man that created the oh. fizzy juice drink, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh. the, uh, the music was also added later in production, wasn't it? Oh, that I didn't know. Well done. Yeah, so it was just uh, the music was added later on. Okay. The Original lyrics are written on an envelope by Jack Norworth and are displayed in the National Baseball Hall of Fame in New York. Wow. We've not been to New York for a while, have we? Pretty... We've not been in New York no, for a while. No bridges, no cars, no, no go back. No train trips. Yeah, exactly. We've escaped from New York. <laughs> we have indeed. Snake. Um, now, here's a really interesting fact that I put on Twitter earlier on. I asked people to guess how the Princess Bride is linked to a video of Harpo Marx, of the Marx Brothers, performing this piece of music on a harp, right? In, and it's right, in a 1955 episode of I Love Lucy, he performs this on a harp. It's brilliant, John. Um Ian of Cult Connections podcast, uh, the Ian, the Arbroath Mackham, uh, picked this up, smart ass that he is. He seems to know the lot. Uh, he figured it out. So well done, Ian. We love your podcast. Sweet. Arbroath. <laughs> Arbroath's amazing, mate. Foot of the Something tune. Something else, it's fantastic. It? It's a great place, yeah. <laughs> uh, little kid in the bed, cute little baby Fred Savage. All I could oh. think was molly, 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 molly. <laughs> it's funny because that's not all I think. He's he's poorly in bed, and all I could think was, "What would you do if I played a baseball video game? <laughs> would you bring a book to me when I'm poorly in bed?" <laughs> uh, oh, he's man. such Fred a cute Savage. kid. He's actually it really was. Still looks back the same as an adult. Uh-huh. He's he's a cute he's a cute little adult. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was he was in everything. I think they had to try and get him pump him into as many things before he got older. His voice broke because he was at one point he was never in. He? he was. Was that the that wizard. monster thing? Oh, the wizard! Jesus, Jesus. with a glove. Yeah, the Nintendo <laughs> the Nintendo game where they uh, they, they debuted. Mario 3, <laughs> Super uh, Mario Brothers 3. Um, not a future episode because I think that's got some really poor taste autism related stuff in it. I think the, the little brothers got autism, but was really good at video games, you know, obviously. Um, here's Grandpa. Who is it, John? It's Columbo. It is Columbo. Just one, Columbo. Just, one, just one more chapter. Just one more chapter. <laughs> They've aged him up. I don't understand that either because the mother looked quite young. Yeah. Even as Colombo, he'd have passed for the granddad, but they just literally just dusted him in some flour and then just says, right, just do your lines, buddy. <laughs> dusted him in some flour. <laughs> and put on a really shitty kind of moustache. Yeah, they really did. Um, he was only 60 at the time. He was born in 1927, Peter Falk. Uh, is he meant to be in his 80s, do you think? 
Uh, so it's a good, it's good for 60s because bear in mind the, the, the boy only looked like 9 years old mm. his mum only looked in her mid what 20s yeah. maybe even 30 so he could have, could have got away with being his own age so yeah. I don't really understand it although my, my, my weird Peter Falk thing you is you going to say fetish no 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 not even a fetish I was watching a German movie <laughs> I was trying to say that's a German movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Come on, Bob. Just one more time. Just one more time. Oh, that's just good. Jesus. But I was watching a German movie, and it was just one of those Channel 4 things late night. You're looking for a bit of scud or something. And uh, Peter Falk was in it, talking German. Like, it ain't no thing. I was like, what the hell? Like, it ain't no thing. <laughs> so that, bought, that ruined my buzz. Well, I can imagine <laughs> you, you lost you lost your semi over that. That's it. It's like seeing the Harfi. Um, what's that thing, Angelic? And, and, and that the witches? No, 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 no. Bedroom, bedroom. Murder she wrote. It's like seeing like Harfi murder she wrote just coming into midway through some kind of. I, I'm going to level with you. Angela Lansbury, uh, as a 21-year-old, was smoking, mate. Oh, yeah, I'll give you uh, that, but no, she was in Mother, she wrote. Yeah, probably still would. <laughs> <laughs> mate, if you don't, she's going to have you killed, so keep that in mind. True that. I, anyway, she went, you died. <laughs> Murder, she wanked. I don't know. <laughs> Mother, she shot. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. He's bought this book to read to him, um, called The Princess Bride, and he promises him it's got sports, it's got a giant, it's got all these kind of fantastic things in it. It starts with Buttercup. Uh, she lives on a farm. It's Robin Wright. Very young Robin Wright. Really, really, yeah. really, really young. So the amount of people that went for that role as well. All right. I mean, I'm, it's the who's who at the time. Courtney Cox went for it as well. Well, she'd have only been about uh, 19, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, Uma Thurman. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Ullman and Whoopi Goldberg. Wow. When you said Tracy Ullman, for some reason I thought of Tracy Morgan, the actor out of uh, 30 <laughs> Rock. <laughs> That's a totally different and, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> and all the while, he's now turned back into a real human. One of my favourites. I've just started watching it. I've literally just started Rock. watching it. Uh, I watched it with an episode of Alec Baldwin uh, being mugged and off throughout the episode, he's wearing a tuxedo. Yeah. So I've just got to go back and watch have the you, Have you seen the... Uh, and, and this is Tracy Morgan, who's just explained us the entire plot of Teen Wolf. <laughs> have you seen that bit yet? <laughs> no, no, yeah. That's very good. That is one of my favourite clips. I know Dan, previous uh, uh, previous uh, visitor to the podcast, is a big fan of that particular clip. Uh, I watch, you, I watch you'll all. enjoy that. It's, it's a great, it's a great, great show. All, all the way through, she's asking this farmhand, Wesley, who's the farm boy. She orders him around and only calls him farm boy. And all the way through, he says, as you wish. So whatever she asks him, as you wish. What he actually means is, I'll burn you, you greedy fucking landowner, and I'll give your land to the pr- proletariat. I'm certain of it. I'm absolutely certain of it. Is that, is that what you go for I, that? I, that's, what, that's what I picked up from that. So this snog... I just, I, just, I just went with the dialogue. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> I love you! <laughs> uh, he hands her a picture, this snog, and Fred Savage says, is this a kissing book? <laughs> Which is really sweet. I, I say that on a regular basis. If Rachel reads me a bit or she picks up a new book, I go, is this a kissing book? And she never got it until now. <laughs> uh, Wesley's poor. He goes to seek his fortune across the sea and promises to come back because of... True love. True love never dies. True love never dies. According to the crow, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> First ever episode, John. 30 well, yeah. episodes ago. I'd love to do that episode again. I but, think you know, we might. I think, do you know what? We might do that for our 100th episode. We'll do the crow. I again. think so. Yeah. But it, it, it needs, the, it needs the, the respect I think it, it deserves. I, I think it does, yeah. Um, she later gets news that he was murdered. I'll never love again. And locks herself in a in a little hut. We've all said that, haven't we? I'll, <laughs> we never love again. I'll never drink again. I'll never love again. <laughs> uh, five years later, Prince Humperdinck's getting married to ma, 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 Buttercup. Uh, butter up, Buttercup. <laughs> did you know who? They, did you recognise who the uh, the prince was? I didn't. 
So that was the main guy in Fright Night? Oh, of course it was. Yeah. yeah. As soon as I seen him, I was like, I know that face. And it just a bug man, bug man, bug man. It came me later on. Fantastic. It didn't look dream. like Peter Cushing, but yeah, okay. Well, it's not Peter oh, Cushing, is it? In it was Rotten Castle, isn't it? Right, was it? Castle? That's terrible. McDowell. McDowell. Dedication's oh, what he needed. Jesus. I know, I know half. Really oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know where I go. Royal Castle. Royal Castle. Because you were thinking about Humperdinck's Castle. Um, <laughs> he can marry who he wants, so he's decided he wants to marry her, but she doesn't love him. Peter Falk says, the only joy she found was in her daily ride. I bet she fucking did. Oh, on the no. So Who is that? Women, right, women ride what is known as side saddle because it was seen yep. as indecent for a lady to ride astride. <laughs> uh, in 1382, Princess Anne of Bohemia, not that Princess Anne, rode side saddle across Europe to marry King Richard II, and that was seen as a way to protect her virginity. Sorry, ladies. Uh, <laughs> after that, it was seen as vulgar to ride astride. Uh, between 1900 and 1950, it became more prominent for a woman to ride astride uh, with trousers. The, the, there you the, go. The more you, the more you know. So, this got me looking, or got certainly got me thinking um, about what... Did that get you doing a rabbit hole or side saddle hole? It got me down a hole all right, mate. Um, <laughs> I, I made the mistake of, of, of finding what is called Rebecca Rubin's Life Story.medium.com. I'm just going to read you a little bit from her blog. Is this a kissing blog? <laughs> in many ways, yes. I've been horseback riding several times in my life, and every time I got horny as my clip rubbed against the saddle. That's it! Apparently women can orgasm from riding a horse. That was all I wow. needed to read. Done. Next. Jesus. I read a little bit more, but the podcast doesn't need to hear about that <laughs> because you've just got a funny colour. I can't Mate, look you in the that? eye. This is obscene. The was it has. I know a lot of females that like riding horses, so yeah, well, I'm not going to look at them the same again. No, no you <laughs> will not, mate. She's riding at the forest, and she comes across these three guys. Wallace Shawn, Andre the Giant, and Mandy Potemkin. What a Man. cast of roustabouts they are. They really are, yeah. and you really, know, you really noticed Rex's lisp when he's talking, don't you? <laughs> you do, absolutely, you do. The plan is to kidnap her, uh, dump her body with a ripped Gilda clothing badge, uh, which is the uh, the other local country, and it's to start a war. Uh, yep. Your man Andre does grabs her neck, kind of pinches. And she passes out. Uh, the Vulcan neck pinch, John, which you'll know from Star Trek. That's is that what I was going to say there? <laughs> it, it don't work. It's not a real thing. You can't do it. I mean, I guess you could crush somebody's neck, which you probably would, but it doesn't work. That is what reminded me. As soon as she did it, I was like, oh, Vulcans. Yeah. Pew, pressure points. So Vizzini is the boss, Wallace Shawn, and he treats them awfully. Awfully, awfully. Wallace Shawn's one of these weird kind of character actors. I, I don't mean to sound unkind, but he is not an attractive man. And his yeah. voice goes through you. It's like nails down a chalkboard. It, it cuts you, then it cuts you deep. It's, uh, it's... He is brilliant in this. I said to Rachel, once he's out of it, I don't, I don't enjoy the film as much once he's out of it. He is my yeah. favourite character by a mile. Uh, he's really loud. He's really yeah. brash. He's it's, just it stands up to Andre the Giant. He's and ball. Really it's cool. me. <laughs> That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. So they do this rhyming thing to upset him. I, I, I don't really didn't really like that. Bit. Didn't really do too much for me. But they're being followed. Uh, they're on a on a ship and they're being followed. And he says, "We can't be followed. It's inconceivable." Um, but they are being followed. Uh, it's perhaps a fisherman on a pleasure cruise through eel-infested waters. Uh, which, yeah, uh, it's a black peril. It's a black peril. <laughs> it is the black peril, yeah. Um, <laughs> eels, John, uh, they actually live in shallow waters, would you believe? More film lies. Why must Why must the thing we love so much lie to us so often? Uh, it was originally meant to be sharks, so maybe they just went oh, to right, change the last Oh, right, meant to be minute. sharks. Yeah. Nice one. 
they can grow from the size five centimeters to four meters or 13 feet. And Japan consumes more than 70% of the global catch of eels, would you believe? Ooh, that's, that's a lot of it. Have you ever eaten eel? I've never eaten mm. eel. Korean ever. barbecue eel I've had before, and it was uh, delicious. Little bones, though. It's a bit of a... Bit, oh, is it? Yeah. I, I, I imagine it to be right, really tough. Like, a, like very like gamey. No, it's it, it, it's it's kind of like a cross between a fish and maybe chicken in in the in the texture. Mate, yeah, it's it's, it's all right. He'll give it a go. <laughs> hey, uh, Buttercup <laughs> jumps into the water, uh, and and he said he said, "You hear that sound? That's the shrieking eels." Uh, as one of the eels comes towards it, it's fucking massive. It's bigger than thirteen feet. Andre hits the eel on the head <laughs> and saves her. It's fantastic. The ship's gaining on them. Uh, Mandy Patenkin's character says uh, brilliantly, I wonder if he's using the same wind as us. <laughs> Which is brilliant. It's such a fun line. Uh, Fezig is Andre the Giant's character. He's climbing this rope up a cliff. Uh, and he's he's got them on his back, and you, you see this kind of distant shot, and it's quite blatantly somebody, anybody, stuntman climbing up, up with yeah, with like dummies, dummies on him, like inflatable people, <laughs> yeah. like sex dolls or something <laughs> being carried. Uh, but your, your man, it's a it's a man in black. He's not half. It's shifting up this rope. Yeah, bloody Zorro up there. <laughs> Zorro. It looks, looks like he's blooming I Ant Middleton in the old SAS program. <laughs> That's exactly what it's like shifting up there. Yeah. Good shot, though. I mean, I must have met yeah. from, from, from a sort of um, that effect itself being. You could see everything running about it for being a practical effect. It looked really, really good, oh, even though it was sex dolls hanging off on the giant. <laughs> <laughs> Andre the Giant Sex Dolls is going to be my band name. <laughs> Write that down. Uh, <laughs> oh, really big fingers. Uh, really big fingers. <laughs> uh, Fezzik says, uh, uh, oh, so, somebody says he's gaining on us. Uh, Wallace Sean says, inconceivable. Um, they make it to the top. And Vizzini, Wallace Sean cuts the rope. Uh, as they look over, he didn't fall. Inconceivable. <laughs> Inigo says, you keep using that word. I do not think that word means what you think it means, which is a brilliant line. I have said it uh, all the time. Whenever anybody uses a word that I think they've a got word. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Oxford Dictionary says that inconceivable is not capable of being imagined or grasped mentally. It is something unbelievable. Oh, look, Brexit. <laughs> uh, I wish Brexit was inconceivable. They leave Inigo to kill the man in black. He helps him up with a rope. Uh, and he says, oh, he says, take my word as a Spaniard. I've met too many Spaniards to take to, 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 to trust. Ooh, well, that's a bit kind of sorry. Any Spanish listeners, which we don't have. Um, but yeah, it's a bit harsh. And he says, I swear on the soul of my father. Uh, my impression of Inegno, Inigo, Inigo Montoya Inigo. is basically my Puss in Boots impression. <laughs> I am Puss. Is that, you, is, is, is that your go-to? That's all it is. Antonio Bandanas? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least one of them is Spanish, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. I swear on the soul of my father. And anyway, as as he helps him up, uh, the man in black draws his sword and he says, no, 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 take your time. <laughs> it's really sweet. A really I kind of gentlemanly <laughs> way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father was a sword maker. He was asked to make a sword for a six-fingered man. Uh, he, once it was made, he tried to take it at a tenth of the price. His father refused. He ran his father through. Eleven-year-old old Inigo tried to fight him. He injured him, scarred him on both cheeks, and left him yep. to die. 
He's since dedicated his life to finding and killing the six-fingered man. As we discovered a couple of episodes ago, surely he just needs to go to Dumfries or Fife and he will find his six-fingered man. A six-fingered and six-toed man. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, He only works for Vasily to pay bills because, quote-unquote, revenge doesn't pay well. (laughs) Which is a a nice line. (laughs) I tried to Google uh, six-fingered swords. (laughs) <laughs> no such thing as a six finger sword. I'm uh, adding no. it to the list. <laughs> it's a great there's, there's sword. A, fight. Go on. So there's a claymore, but that's a ten finger sword. <laughs> <laughs> the sword fight's brilliant. They keep switching between hands. He, he says, doesn't he? He says, I've got a secret. Uh, I'm not actually right handed. <laughs> it's great. Aye, and then goes to town. The man in black knocks him out and he says, Oh, look, you know, I, I couldn't couldn't kill such a great such a great fighter. And it's to stop him following him. Vasily leaves Fezzik further on to bash him with a rock. Uh, and he says, mm-hmm. just just do it your way. <laughs> and Fezzik says, my way, it's not very sportsmanlike. Which is <laughs> a nice line. I struggled with a lot of Andre the Giant's lines. I really yeah. did. He's very... Rachel said he, he doesn't sound very French. Well, he does. <laughs> Many times yeah. he does. But I assume he'd been in America for quite some time. Andre the Giant, by the way, had giantism, hence the name, uh, caused by a a pituitary gland producing too much growth hormone. Whilst he was billed seven foot four in his prime, he was actually only ever six foot nine. When he died, he left all his money to his daughter, Robin Christian Rusimov, who's only six foot, which is disappointing. As a kid, I got loads of these, by the way. As a kid, playwright Samuel Bre- Beckett drove him to school in the fifties. Uh, I've got, I've got that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, it was too, uh, too big for the bus. Yeah. So they had to, Back well, of a pickup truck. Yeah. <laughs> um, he drank so much during the filming of this that he passed out in the hotel reception, and because they couldn't move him, the staff surrounded him with velvet ropes. Oh, and very early in his career, local this one, uh, he actually fought a wrestling bout in Carlisle. What? Yeah. That is inconceivable. Inconceivable. (laughs) Um, Also, Andre the Giant, turns out after all that, we hardly knew ye, Um, which I believe was his uh, celebrity funeral hosted by none other than Troy McClough. Troy McClure. There's your Simpsons reference, everybody. Right there, it was just waiting in the wings, wasn't it? There's your Simpsons reference. <laughs> Andre the Giant, we hardly knew ye. <laughs> what a guy, though. He loved the production of this. He said it is the first, it's the only time he felt as if he wasn't being stared at. All right, okay. Yeah, I think it's because his character, obviously, because he's made by a giant, that they all treated him normally. And he had a trait of calling people boss. Because even though he was down above them, he felt that it was a way of, of them feeling as level. Was he a kebab shop owner? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, boss. You tell me. <laughs> what you want him, boss? What you want him, boss? Love it. Uh, absolutely love. love sauce, boss. Being called sauce, boss. boss. Yeah, you want sauce, boss? <laughs> love being called boss by a kebab shop owner. <laughs> That's a very British thing, I think, isn't it? It really is, isn't it? Yeah. You want sauce, boss? <laughs> okay. He throws a rock at him. And he says, that was just a warning rock I meant to miss. He says, why do you wear a mask? Were you burned with acid? He says, no. He says, they're fashionable. Everyone's going to wear them in the future. The fucking film knew. Wow. That's that's a Simpsons moment right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. The film told us we were all going to be wearing masks in 2021. Wow, Jesus. The man in black sleeper holds Andre the Giant and says... Rest well and dream of large women. Oh. <laughs> With Benny Hill in the uh, Italian job. Oh, you like them, Benny? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's what he says. The only thing I remember of the professor in the Italian job. Now, Prince Humperdinck's also following them, and the Count, who's basically Nigel Tufnell from Spinal Tap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's following them. The man in black catches up to Vasily and challenges him to a battle of wits. This is iocane powder. He says, smell it. He can't smell anything. No, but it's the deadliest poison known to man. Not a real thing, John, made up for the novel. Yeah, I googled it. Yeah. Nothing. 
the novel, of course, uh, written by William Goldman, who also wrote one we always seem to talk about, Lord of the Flies, and yeah. the book, the novel, Magic. Do you know the movie Magic, starring Anthony Hopkins? No. He's the guy with the ventriloquist dummy, the murdering ventriloquist dummy. Oh, I've... I've... Is it called Magic? It's I called Magic. It called it's a beaut, mate. That's creepy, that man. It's black and white, isn't it? Beaut of a movie. Um, no, I don't know if it's black and white. It might be. Elephant Man is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Maybe watching it on black and white TV. <laughs> but yes, that's that's worth a watch. I think that still relatively holds up today. Magic. Oh, Ra- no, you're Magic. right. No, it's colour. It's really creepy. Yeah. I remember it now. Yeah, yeah. Magic. That's Magic. So he takes the iocane powder, this is the man in black, and puts it into the wine. And he says, one of these chalices of wine has got the iocane powder in, we'll drink, but you have to figure out which one it is. So <laughs> Wallace John does this whole bit, and it's great. Uh, and he's kind of like, okay, so you've decided? No, I haven't decided. I've only just started. <laughs> going on and on and on. Uh, and, and he says, what on earth is that behind you? Classic kind of like like confuse a child kind of thing. And as he looks behind him, Aye. he swaps the drinks round. Uh, and yeah. He says, so you've made your decision? Yeah. He drinks it and he says, you've made one of the classic blunders. <laughs> it's a great line, one of the classic blunders. Like, don't start a land war in Asia. <laughs> Have you ever heard of that before? <laughs> No, no. The original quote of "Don't never start a land war in Asia" is uh, attributed to three different people. So it may be true, it may not be. Uh, Eisenhower, Montgomery, and MacArthur, all in the Second World War. And if you've ever played Risk, John, the game of Risk, it's a disaster. You do not want to start a land war in Risk because there's so many countries in Asia with with land borders. You get absolutely scuppered straight away. So that's kind of what he's going to. The other one is never. Never take on a Sicilian when death is uh, at hand, or something like that. Not a thing. And I am a Sicilian. And the third one is, and he just stops and just sideways kind nice, of falls yeah. off his chair. And you he's just waiting for a third one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's dead. It's brilliant. It's really, really good. That's the best bit of the movie over for me. I mean, there's still some very good bits. Humperdinck's still coming. Uh, oh, he, she says, well, how did you know which one it was? Uh, and he says, oh, it was in both of them. He says, but uh, over the years, I've grown I've grown an immunity, immunity. to iocane powder. <laughs> Humperdinck's still coming, and they're kind of chasing them. It looks like they're running over the North Yorkshire moors here. That really does, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, so green. it's really kind of like, whoa, that all looks very familiar. And then he decks it, doesn't he? Oh, no, yeah, she, she, him she pushes him. Yeah, she says, I she says, I know who you are. You're you're the dread pirate Roberts. You killed Wesley. And she says, oh, I do remember Wesley, actually. But it's obviously Wesley. <laughs> like, it's quite blatantly with just a little kind of like thin moustache. Yeah. <laughs> she pushes him down this hill. And he's like, as you wish. And she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. And bottles him down this hill. Rachel said, that looks like that cheese rolling hill. <laughs> oh, that's a cracking hill. I would love yeah. to do that. That cheese rolling, by the way, happens in Gloucester. It's Cooper's Hill cheese rolling. Yeah. Um, 200 yards long hill, a gradient of like fucking just drop off a cliff, isn't it? Uh, um, it's proper manic. And that has been ongoing for hundreds of years. Uh, you chase after a double Gloucester cheese down that. Uh, Listeners overseas, if you don't know what we're talking about, Netflix has a show I think called "We Are the Champions." And it yeah, was the an champions, yeah, and that. one of them is that, and yeah. that girl. She's won amazing. It three times. She's what? Yeah. She's, did she know the broken arm? Yeah, dislocate the shoulder. Yeah, that girl. Yeah, but you're kind of like, is is this your thing? Maybe now you can leave and go to Bristol or go to Gloucester and get a job. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, still, but the first time she did it, she was hung over as well. Yeah. She actually, and it was because she was hung over that she didn't really feel the impact yeah. of all uh, the hits. So I, I enjoyed that episode of that show very well. That was great. Uh, a lot less the one about the very hot chili eating contest, which yeah, is I'll making my guts churn just thinking yeah. about it. <laughs> it's a horrible, horrible episode, wasn't it? <laughs> so as they get to the bottom of the hill. 
they now have to run into into this fire swamp. Oh, they kiss. And Fred Savage, oh, they're kissing again. <laughs> they go into the fire swamp. She says, we'll never survive. Says, You're only saying that because no one ever has. <laughs> Which I thought was good. <laughs> so blame that was good. Yeah. Uh, it shoots fire up through the ground and it kind of sets her dress on fire. He puts it out and goes, well, now, that was an adventure. He's such a smug cunt, isn't he? He really yeah, is. Yeah, he's uh, such a. He's annoys he's a, me. Yeah, I really don't. Uh, I'm not a big fan I'm of him. I'm glad he hit me so when he's bats off and bloody saw, you know that? But... <laughs> do, do you know what, actually? When I saw him in Saw, I thought that was his actual accent because I think his accent in this is just too plummy. I was certain he was American. I'd only ever seen him in this and then Saw. I'd maybe seen him oh, in Oh, no, you know, and Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, oh, of course, yeah, but I just assumed it was a put on accent. I oh, assumed right, he was yeah. American for many years, many, no, many no, no. years. Uh, oh, Robin Hood, many tights is, is possibly a future episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, but you know me, I'll cover any Robin Hoods, except for that awful um, one that came out a few years ago. Oh, Ridley Scott? Yeah, that was a pretty bad one. And then, did they not do another one since Taryn Egerton? They done? Yeah, yeah, they're doing all these like, sort of remakes. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah King Arthur Daily. King and... Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> all right, it's me, King Arthur Daily. All right. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> With Tiny Temper. Bosh, 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 bosh. Tiny Temper. They just seem to put all this music in, yeah. like more than day. Oh, I just don't, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. It, and but... none of them, as you got, are not in an accent. It's heartbreaking. And now we've got Christian Slater in, so that's not a winner. <laughs> <laughs> then there's no love like your love. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. Oh. <laughs> he explains, and I think this is really good. He's actually one of a long line of of dread Robert, dread pirate Roberts, and the reason being that they get rich and they retire, and then they pass the name on. So he's actually one of like three or four of them, which is very good. Ah, uh, like 007? Yeah, li- yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. There yeah, you go. I'm in that theory. License to plunder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Buttercup falls down this sand pit. He kind of abseils in to get them out, pulls them back out. And she says, uh, he says, oh, that's that's three of the things. The fire, the, the lightning sand pits, and then there's the, the, the rouse, the rodents of unusual size. He said, that's okay. I don't yeah. think that's real. <laughs> this thing, they just throw this thing in at him. <laughs> He's wrestling. Exactly. He's so bad, isn't it? A man on all fours <laughs> in a suit. Run a bit It's brilliant, but it's this huge thing. It doesn't give him a bit of a gnawing, but he sets oh, it on I... fire and then stabs the fuck out of it. <laughs> Repeatedly, yeah. I'm thinking, whoa, hang on a second. Over and over and over again. Do you know, John, the largest rodent in the world is the capybara. They're cute as. I love them. They're from yeah. South America, and they grow up to four and a half feet long. When we were in Cuba, because these things don't live in Cuba, we, we didn't school those. But we went to this island, and this fucking thing came out, mate. And I'm not joking. It was the size of, like five of your dogs, five Keith. It was Jesus. huge. And this rat, basically, a huge rat comes out. And I hate rats, but it was the friendliest, nicest thing. And the guy's like, oh, just feed it. Just give it some food. So Rachel's got a picture of me feeding this thing that would have eaten your face. These big teeth. But it was actually really friendly and not diseased-looking thing. Yeah. Mm. That's always nice, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, I still don't really like them. The plague, mate. They've all got the plague. Oh, they've all got it. So they escape the forest, and they're caught straight away by Humperdinck. Uh, He's about to get shot, so she gives up and says, just don't hurt him. I'll go with you to save his life. Uh, He says, look, take him. Don't let him escape. Take him prisoner. Uh, The six fingers. He notices he's got, ah, I see you've got six fingers. And the guy knocks him out. No. Uh, He wakes up in this cave-type thing, and who's here? It's Rebel Wilson. Oh, no, it isn't. No, it isn't, Rebel Wilson. It's Mel Smith in a wig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really does look creepy with the contacts, but they, um, the reason when he watches any scenes is because those contacts, uh, actually, he was allergic to the, the solution and All right. it burnt his eyes, so he was in constant pain throughout that. So. Oh, right. Wow. Well done, him. Uh, but he, he was, yeah, he was good. R.I.P., by the way. I, I think know, he might have always. directed that first Mr. Bean film. I might have imagined that. He was a, a famous uh, grouch, but very, very funny. 
Definitely the wrong one died in that pair, I tell you. <laughs> I don't I disagree. That. I do not disagree with you. He was just so unfunny and people go, like, oh, the Melon Smith. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, he's, just, he was just rotten. Yeah. It, was, it was all Mel stuff. Yeah, just, so, uh, yeah, yeah. just, just, just Smith for me. Not, not <laughs> He 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 says uh, he says you're in the you're in the such and such thing. It's it's ah it's terrible. Sorry, mate. Yeah, you're never going to get out. My <laughs> 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 London accent. That was great, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says uh, he says oh, I'm not worried about anything. He says oh, the cat has the machine. <laughs> and I'm like okay. Fred Savage is upset because the story isn't fair. <laughs> and Columbo says, life isn't fair. And that is it. That's the fucking, that is the lesson. Life isn't fair, you little shit. <laughs> no, listen to my story. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Here's Queen Buttercup. They're announcing Queen Buttercup. Here's Queen Buttercup. She walks out. <laughs> it's old hag. It's like, boo! Boo! Oh, that's a brilliant bit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And I think that every time I boo somebody or boo whatever. In fact, you know those idiots? You must have seen these fucking racist assholes that have been videoing themselves booing the England players taking a knee in their own yeah. homes. In their own homes, yeah, I know. That's what they sounded like. Rubbish! Boo! Boo! Uh, Those people can get absolutely... Do you know what? I, I, I'll have a fight. I'll fight them all. I will fight... Line them up, <laughs> and I'll have a go at as many as I can. I will kick them up in the air. If anybody uh, knows any of them... Go on, old boy. Get yourself a yeah. hammer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody who knows any of those scumbags, put me in touch with them because I will kick them up in the air because they all hate Raheem Sterling and he's quite blatantly been the hero of the tournament for oh, What a lovely lad. I'll I'll get him to shoot him with his gun tattoo. That'll learn him. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this dating this, isn't it? Um, you have true love in your life. You're the queen of slime, filth and putescence. Anyway, it was a dream. It was a nightmare. She wakes up. There's still 10 days to the wedding. Fred Savage, didn't I tell you she'd marry him? He says, yeah, yeah, you're very smart. Now shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Great grandfather, I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're very smart. the guy you want your life. <laughs> uh, she tells Humperdinck that she wants Wesley, not him. And he says, Look, if you write four identical letters, I will deliver them on four of my fastest ships to him. If he says no, please consider me as an alternative to suicide. I know that sounds about you. Which is dark. exactly how I asked Rachel to marry me. <laughs> Don't jump. Uh. Marry me. <laughs> so the count is starting Wesley in this machine. Oh, the, the suction machine. It's, yeah, it's like a yeah, like a suction machine. And he says, yeah. but instead of sucking, like I said, of hoovering stuff up, I guess vacuuming stuff up, this sucks out your life. And he's got this. It's this mousetrap contraption, like of water and cogs yeah, and all like sorts a, of things. Like a watermill, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's got like a kind of a gauge. And he, he sucks out a, a, a year of his life away. Um, the prince admits it's he who planned to have Buttercup killed by Vasily, which is, you know, he's a bad one, quite blatantly a very bad one. And he's going to strangle her on their honeymoon. Yeah, that was dark as well, wasn't it? He's very specific about how he wants to do it. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> a really perverted arsehole, yeah. He suggests to his enforcer... To like he's basically his chief enforcer, that they need to lock up all the thieves from the forest, uh, the forest yep. of thieves, which was very Robin Hood. And the guy says, "No, I haven't noticed any. No, I don't think they want to kill Buttercup." And he says, "No, they do absolutely. You've got to lock them all away." Anyway, they managed to get them all locked away, except for Inyo. He's absolutely hammered, <laughs> and he won't leave. <laughs> uh, but here's Fezic sobering him up. Bit, is he in the, he's in the brute force, isn't he? He is, is like in the brute, brute force. force. I am. He says, you are the brute force a little bit later on. And that's that's <laughs> Miracle Max. You are the brute force. He's sobering him up with soup and this dunking in cold, dunking in hot, dunking in cold, dunking in hot. Yeah. He knows the Count's the guy with the six fingers. So he's going to go and, and that's it. You know, it's time for you to go murder him. 
the castle's guarded by 30 men. And this is this thing where it's like, well, I think I could take on 10 uh, or I could take on five. And he says, yeah, I could. he's counting on his hand. And he's like, like ten? <laughs> <laughs> he's got 10 fingers. He says, we need the man in black to help us make the plan. And the great line of, there will be blood tonight. <laughs> it's a fantastic <laughs> line. Baroni. Yeah, I like that a lot. But did you say Baroni? Baroni. Remember uh, green, yeah, Greenback? Baron Greenback. Hey, Baroni. <laughs> so we're back with the prince, Buttercup, and he says, after our wedding, every ship in our armada will set sail. She says, except your four fastest, of course. And he's like, uh, yeah, the four fastest, which a number of days ago I said something about. <laughs> like, you can kind of see this look of... Lack of recognition on his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she she says, I know you're lying to me. It's Wesley or nothing. Uh, so he grabs her and kind of locks her in a room, doesn't he? Yeah, ties her up. The prince goes to Wesley, says, I'm going to get you, and turns the machine up to 50, which I was really disappointed it wasn't turned up to 11. <laughs> really, never been really, really good. Spinal tap. Yeah, director, by the way, as this is Spinal Tap. Uh, <laughs> and it kills Wesley. Fezzik follows the sound of the screams, uh, clubs Mel Smith on his head. Oh, he says, why don't you jog his memory? Clubs him on the head. I didn't mean to jog him mm. so hard. Dogs <laughs> mate. Yeah. Uh, they discover the entrance. Andre would never get in through this entrance, by the way. No, no way. Um, There's absolutely no way. They find Wesley dead. Fred Savage is taking it all too seriously. And Peter Fox is like, that's fine. I'm going to stop reading. I'm going to go away. No, no, no. You've got to finish it. Like, why? Why, why would he kind of... You know, why would you stop? Yeah. What I did notice at this point that the the camera kind of moves a little bit um, and you see the poster on his wall. Did you see who it was? So was that the fridge for... It was, mate. Yeah. William Perry, the fridge. He played for for Chicago Bears at this time, which is the shirt that that your man's wearing, that your man, the the wee boy's wearing. Um, But he also played very, very briefly for the London Monarchs. What? Yeah, there was like the London Monarchs, the Edinburgh Claymores. Does this sound familiar? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, there's a bit of an American yeah. football thing going on for a while, yeah. wasn't there? The 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 Berlin the Warriors. Pop Boys. <laughs> hey, fun <laughs> boys, <laughs> get a room. Hit <laughs> a home run. Hit <laughs> <laughs> a home run. It's American football. They done all the rules. Lily <laughs> <laughs> <The> boy, <laughs> in Welsh, <laughs> the Berlin Welsh blokes. <laughs> yes, and I was going like, oh, that's that's a that's a snapshot of a time gone by. It was little huh? toys and things. He had He-Man toys behind him. Uh, yeah, one of them was that. I had that furry one. I can't remember what it was called, but it stank. Uh, it wasn't meant to. The stinkor one was meant to stink. You know, the skunk guy. <laughs> but the furry one stank. I think it's probably because I got it wet. There was there was a, a, a poster on his wall with a car as well for a life mate kept annoying me for the old film. It was like a very sort of... looked like a game poster. Right. But I couldn't, couldn't place it. it out. Okay. Nah. So there's only one thing they can do. Uh, they go, we continue reading the book. There's only one thing they can do. Fezzik and Inigo go to Miracle Max. Billy Crystal, by the way. Me, honestly, he was brilliant. Uh, this is our first Billy Crystal movie. And he's barely Me. in it. But what I love Billy Crystal. I think he's great. Yeah. I really do think he's very good. Uh, he's doing his best Mel Brooks level Jewish accent as well. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's it, really good. Uh, he improvised most of them. Pretty much improvisation was a thing. But it was just weird seeing two Disney characters from different films in the same film, even though it was 1987. So you had Rex for Toy Story, and then you had um, Bella Crystal for Monsters Inc. Whoa, well done. I'd forgot Wallace Shawn was Rex in Toy Story. I'll keep you right. That's fantastic. I'll keep you right. Yeah. Oh, his little arms. <laughs> He says, get me the bellows. He says, uh, we'll get him to talk. He says, you can't get him to talk. He's dead. No, he's just mostly dead. Um, He blows these bellows into his mouth. And then he says, what you got worth living for? And then leans on him and he goes, true love. He says, see, true love. What is more 
honourable than true love. And he says, no, no, it wasn't true love. He says, to blave. And to blave is to bluff. Ah, he lost to someone. You, he, you lost him at cards and you want you want to get the money <laughs> from him. Uh, I looked at blave. I figured must have been in the Jewish dictionary. It isn't. It's not a real word. word. Blave to bluff. The only thing I can find online is related to this movie. Made up movie. Made up God. word. You believe anything? <laughs> Big fan of that share song. Do you believe? <laughs> At that point, Carol Kane comes out. Liar, liar. Carol Kane is great, isn't she? She would have really been relatively is, young at this point as well. Yeah, she really would. Yeah, I think that there's no many people, many people in the film speaking with. Um, an American accent, or yeah. out with the British accent, but she and Billy Crystal do. I think there's somebody else that does it as well. But yeah, it's, they sound very. Uh, one she Sean. sounds very Jewish as well. Yeah, well, Sean, Sean, yes. So they argue. He says, "Yeah, I'll I'll heal him," and they create this kind of this this little miracle tablet. And as they're going, you bye, boys, have fun storming the castle. <laughs> that was really cute. Uh, you know, do you think they stand a chance? They're gonna need a miracle. It was great. It was a great little line. Yeah, miracle match. They feed this tablet to to Wesley, and he's back. He's alive, but he can't move, and he doesn't remember them. Uh, uh, Inigo says, "Let me explain." No, not enough time. I'll sum up, <laughs> which is a pretty kind of like almost fourth wall breaking thing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm in a movie kind of thing. Uh, it, it, they have this wheelbarrow and this Holocaust cloak, which I was like, ooh. Um, <laughs> Wesley has a plan. So it's night now, and it's the wedding. Marriage! Oh, so good. Marriage so is what brings us together, together. today. <laughs> oh, what a legend. Another one of those legend. things that you think kind of like... Always think marriage all the time. <laughs> uh, again, that's Peter Cook in the movie, pretty much, isn't it? It's like uh, he, yeah, he yeah. has got like three lines. It's like, uh, uh, can you just get to the? Uh, can you just get to uh, man and wife? Man and wife, and that's it. <laughs> he's gone and he's done. R.I.P. Peter Cook, by the way. What a funny guy. Funny guy. Real, uh, real, real drinker, wasn't he? Real. Uh, again. Yeah. The good one died first. Yeah. <laughs> True or false, Dudley Moore is a little pianist. <laughs> uh, he really is. <laughs> uh, they're wheeling oh. Fezzik in this barrow, in, in this cloak. He's going, I am the dread pirate Roberts. <laughs> like, what? And then they set fire to him. It's horrifying. Like, no wonder it all really these guys is. do one. They take the key off the the kind of the main guy and they storm the castle. As they get into the castle, Inigo Montoya finds the six fingered man. Yeah, and he use and he, he says the big line. What's the big line, John? That everybody everybody quotes to him. He yeah. says he gets he used to get it quoted to him at oh, least really? five times a day. Oh. Five times a day. But does get that does nobody to him. quote Yentl? To him, that is disappointing. You, <laughs> no, you know he falls in love with Barbara Streisand, who is a man in Yentl. Oh, Yentl! <laughs> that was the head its time back great, then. Wasn't great, it? great, great movie, by the way. I really like yeah. Yentl. I do. Uh, what does he say, John? He doesn't say, "Oh, Yentl." So, I am um, Inigo Montoya. Yeah. You killed my you father. Killed my father. Prepare to, to die. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and we keep saying it. Like he says it over and over. Like, man, said it too many times. Uh, the count runs off and this is Scooby-Doo style chase through corridors and doors. Yeah. Um, the count throws a knife through him, <laughs> hits him in the stomach, and he just carries on. He just carries on. Yeah, first if the thing is going to die, yeah. then he just gets up and just gets his second wind. Yeah. Uh, Buttercup's going to kill herself. She's got this knife. She's just about to plunge it into her, into her heart. And Wesley's lying on the bed. Uh, there aren't many perfect bosoms in this kingdom. Don't ruin yours. Or your perfect breasts <laughs> in this kingdom. Don't ruin yours. Ooh, cheeky. In spite of the stabbings, Inyo still manages to fight, runs the camp through. Uh, Wesley threatens to cut off Humperdinck's arms, legs, and eyes. It's very specific. <laughs> correct. Leave his ears so that children 
He can hear children's screams at what a freak he is. Wow. That's that. a way to go, isn't it? That. What a way to go. They tie up Humperdink and he is at Fezzik outside shouting after them, I found four white horses. <laughs> He's like, what? Okay. Uh, they all jump out the window and onto the horses. Uh, Wesley convinces Inigo to become... He said, oh, well, what will I do now? And he said, well, there's plenty of money in pirating. <laughs> Yeah, yes, especially. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they ride off into the sunset. At least three of them do. The fourth one, quite blatantly, isn't Andre the Giant. It's a normal-sized person, the normal guy, in some kind yeah. of bulked-up shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like somebody in a potato, you know, a potato sack. Uh, Fred Savage wants to hear it again tomorrow, and Grandpa says, "As you oh. wish." It's just that a really good line. Yeah. And it says it well. But apparently that's the only line that wasn't shot in London or in England. Oh right. So I don't know what happened, but apparently that that line when he spun Rune and says uh, that line yeah. apparently that was it was shot in America somewhere. All right. Wow. Fantastic. There you go. Great. Uh, yeah. do you want me to I've all got a couple so yeah, want me please to do, mate, yeah. you go for it? So the only other things I've got is Andre the Giant had a really bad back problem at the time. So the bit where he's holding Robin Wright, it's she's actually on the harness. All right, held, okay. So, yeah, because he couldn't hold her because he was really, really bad. Hmm. Um, but that, that's me. Okay, I've got a couple of bits I missed as always. Um, suction pumps, <laughs> known to have <laughs> existed in Pompeii. Uh, they appeared in medieval Europe from the 15th century onwards. Uh, fencing. Fencing. There are three disciplines in fencing. The foil, the epi, and the sabre. You win points by touching your opponent's body. I wish. Uh, fencing originates in originated in Spain. Oh, I thought it was French. Well, you would think so. But the Treatise on Arms was written by a Spaniard called Diego de... Valera in 1471. But you're right, John. In France, it was known as a training exercise fence. So they were doing as a training exercise. And the current Olympic gold medal winner or holder is Park Sang-yong of South Korea. The left-handed fencing bit, 10% of people worldwide are left-handed, John. It could be more... Because older generations were forced to write with their right hand at school, of course. Yeah, because left was the devil's devil's work. Oh, that I didn't know. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's classed as a sort of sign of the... Uh, It was filmed all over the shop, but predominantly the castle was filmed at Haddon Hall in Derbyshire. Uh, I went there for a school trip once. Hall. Yeah, and I didn't know that. Our school trip was to Haddon Hall to, to learn about it. Was it cold there? No. No, well, it was the only, summer. The only reason I'm asking is because uh, Robin Wright Penn was so cold that, I don't think she was called Robin Wright Penn back then, but Robin Wright was so cold that Andre the Giant had to place one of his hands over her head just to keep her warm. Did he? Oh, cheeky. Yeah, his hands are so big. Uh, I missed William Perry, the fridge, uh, won Super Bowl with the Bears team. He won Super Bowl 20. I had missed that one. And just making sure there's no more on my list. That is your lot, big man. How many do you is think you've got? Yeah. So I'm going to be honest, I'm not as confident with this one as the others because two things. It's a shorter film and there's a lot of action in it, but there's no references to things. It doesn't even give you sort of a time frame of when it was sort of set, so that's annoying. But um, I'm going to say in the region of 60 and 70. Okay, go on. Narrow it down. 70. Slightly below, mate. 64. Well, that's 64. Oh, there you go. Not bad. I'm actually quite happy with that because it's, it's a great film, but there's no references you're going to get are from the Fred Savage 
bits, but nothing with the film. You can he, actually go, oh, that musket was there's no, there wasn't even a musket, no guns, no, no nothing. No, no. Which, yeah, I think we took a few liberties on the things that we, that we learned from it. You know, uh, horse orgasms and uh, cheese rolling and things like that. But but that's the that that's the podcast. That's what it is. That's the way the cheese rolls. <laughs> Indeed, it is. <laughs> uh, just to sum up, uh, folks, we raised, uh, donated this week £70 uh, to LGBT plus Youth Scotland. Thank you so much for all of your listens in June. Uh, we've got 500-odd listens, 570-odd listens. Uh, we upped that to 70 quid because we are good like that. Um, so thank you to everybody that downloaded or listened. You will get us on the socials. Uh, we are on Twitter at 100thingspod. We are on Facebook and Instagram at 100thingsfilm. Our listener... Request month continues with John. Something nice and close to home for you, my boy. Oh, am I allowed to say? Yeah, it? you are. The angel share. The angel share. It's going to yeah. be drams are plenty, pal. It's going to be. There's going to be references. I'm going to tell you where stuff is. I'm going yeah. to say, oh man, I remember that. I remember that yogurt carton sitting in that street. I know that shit. <laughs> and I'm going to do my terrible Scottish accent. Oh, brilliant. I can't oh, wait. Yeah. John, say your final words, will you? Guys, thanks for all your support last month for the LGBTQ+. Um, could not believe the response. So thank you so much for all your downloads that helped um, to go towards that charity. Thank you so much. We will be back next week with a drama of our own. More yeah. crack, more chat, more nonsense, more swearing, more carrying on. <laughs> More films. Go and watch The Angels Share so you can get involved in 100 Things We Learned From Film. But for now, we have been 64 things we have learned from Gavin Belson's choice. Be there with Belson. The Princess Bride. See ya. See you guys. (laughs) 